I don't know. Can you believe uh, we're are we still doing this instead of a suicide pact? What <laughs> the fuck? Well, so much is happening. Uh, it's Saturday night. It's the night of some uh, terrible writing in Los Angeles. Uh, well, or or uh, prote- actually protests that are being infiltrated by the police, and it's turned into a dangerous situation for a lot of people. Um, right. I, I was going to do a Zoom show tonight and it canceled because nobody showed up because everyone's just glued to the news right now. Yeah, we're all slightly freaked out. Uh, C- Carmen came back from one of the protests and stopped at the house and uh, she was a little twitchy and I was like, don't you have a show tonight? And she said, yeah, I don't want to fucking do a show tonight. <laughs> and I was like, and I couldn't even muster, yeah, there's oh, it's uh, comedy fixes everything. Even I couldn't muster that. Well, maybe so. comedy at a club could fix something, but <laughs> comedy on Zoom can fix nothing. <laughs> maybe a joke you're working on, but it doesn't it doesn't help. There's no communion, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's whatever it's whatever it is, and it's mm-hmm. um, yeah. I think I think it's got all kinds of. It's better than nothing, and I'm I'm exhausted of it, but I know that. Um, I've got it for another what six months, so at least I. I the other thing is, uh, so many people all over the country have been. So here's the reason: the reason why they're in close proximity is a necessary reason to protest uh, a murder, this uh, yeah. George Floyd's murder and murders overall by the and police, the, f- the fifth one in people. a month, right? By cops, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Tr- it's not like Lake of the Ozarks where people just want to fucking hang out. You know, like people Woo. were doing the right thing for the right reason. And, but they're all masked up. They're masked up, which yeah, is good. Kind of. I mean, but then you have cops shouting. Yeah, people shouting, people pulling their masks down to shout. I mean, it's what these were, these turned into spreading events, I'm sure. Right. So we're yeah. going to have in about a week or two. There'll be spikes. New waves of people with this disease. And Nazis going, good, they should fucking die. Yeah, but it's going to be all over the country. And I can't, it's like, this is the weekend LA is like supposed to open up a little bit. Right. uh, It's going to be restaurants. Before this, for what reason? I I don't, did it get less deadly? I don't understand. Like to me, it, it, it's, it's pure economics is why they're opening up. Yeah. And uh, so... Uh, I, saw, I saw your tweet about that. It was like, I didn't know COVID got cured or something. It was, it was quite <laughs> yeah. yeah, succinct. Well, so it's it's just like, oh, my fucking God, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like whatever this country is going through so much right now, and, and it's hitting, it's hitting uh, minority communities worse, and it, it's going to hit them again because of this, you know? Yep. Uh, I've been talking to my family and my friends in Minneapolis, right. and... Um, they're all, they all live within a mile, half a mile of mm-hmm. where they're burning things to the ground. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of, you know, just, the, it's that video of that white guy tricked out that 
is probably a St. Paul cop. Oh, yeah, Jacob yeah. Peterson. Yeah, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And um, and the police department was like, no, no, it wasn't him. And you're like, you haven't even looked at the picture, but you're pretty sure it wasn't him? Yeah. yeah I'm not going to take your word for it. They provided no alibi. It was like, dude, it's him, his ex-wife. She fucking knows. She, I mean, she's the one that said, oh, yeah. my God, that's that's him. He's That's that shitbag. Yes. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, and it's, it's just, it's just white supremacists and Nazis, proud boys coming in, burning Lake in in Chicago and Lake and Park to a crisp. And that, that, that Bengalese, um, restaurant over, um, off of, kind of by the Target. I used to live right sort of behind that Target that got looted and burned out. Yeah. And, um, there, and then across the street and a little bit off, whatever, there is, uh, like a, a, a Bengalese Nepali restaurant mm-hmm. and it was right next to the police station and so it ended up burning and uh, there was a great a, a, a great thing from the owner who said yeah yeah uh, that's the only way that they're gonna oh that's that guy I remember that's that guy. I, I heard yeah. about the restaurant and there's also a bookstore nearby that was like we support the protesters, the protesters and, and yeah yeah it's um Oh my yeah. god. You can't value so things more than Yeah, you can't value things more than people. And and everyone is I mean, it's incredibly just just scary and terrifying mm-hmm. and tense and uncertain and you don't know what to do and I'm a 54-year-old white woman, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh 30 years ago I was on the street. I could be on the street again, but I'm just like uh I get Carmen said that um Someone was organizing the protesters and going, if you, if you're white and you're willing to stand in front, do it. Wow. And so, which is the greatest. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because those stupid white cops will have a hard time. You know, they're, tra- they're trained for like six weeks. You know, hairdressers have more training than these fucking cops ever yeah. since the law and order crap from the eighties. Yeah. They've just been like, hire more cops, hire more cops. Mm-hmm. And with no training, and then they're yeah, arming them. Yeah, I mean, them. you could probably tie some of this. It's the legacy of Joe Biden's uh, crime bill, right? Uh, the crime bill that, that was passed at that time. Yeah, uh, he wasn't the only one. I know. I don't know. Yes. Ronald, Reagan, Ronald Reagan was... No, uh, it, it was Clinton. No, it was before that. Uh, it was well, the, oh, law, the law the and order people. The crime bill was Clinton. But right, before, but the Law and okay. Order people were from the early '80s, and right, that right. was Ronald Reagan. So yeah. it was a reaction to and the 1780s as well. <laughs> <laughs> someone someone posted today. They were like, "Yeah, there wasn't any looting, you know." And it was like, "Did you forget about the Boston Tea Party?" Did you? <laughs> and they're like, "They exactly. didn't. They didn't loot the Boston Tea Party. They just threw it in the in the ocean." And you're like, "Yeah, that's what looting." That's you destruction f- of property. So if they'd have drunk it, you would have been... Up- yeah, if okay. they would have passed out tea bags to, for everybody to start stuffing <laughs> yeah. tea into... Yeah, it's not as dramatic if you're just drinking tea <laughs> on the streets. That doesn't really send it home to uh, King yeah. George. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, so... I don't know. And uh, yeah, I... Uh, and so I'm just continuing? Is that what we're... Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing, is we are. That's what you do. It doesn't matter if it's the Blitzkrieg and you're in a in a basement under a bank in London in 1942 or if you're now and I can hear all kinds of I like to think of it as fireworks but I live in Van Nuys so right. and you should know that I am in the epicenter of three hospitals 
a police station, a fire station, and the Van Nuys Airport. Wow. So the constant helicopters Uh and airplanes and sirens are extraordinary. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, I feel like, you know, in that that movie Big, when he just starts watching movies that have a lot of gunfire in them when he's, uh, when he first moves to. I don't remember that scene, but I'm going to believe you 100%. (laughs) Right. I feel like you just watched it with Andy and you're ready to go. (laughs) I will say this is that, um, you know, the, the commercials for the uncertain times and, uh, I mean, I know that we have to just keep going. I mean, you don't not keep going. Then it's, then bad guys win and you just huddle up in a pedal and, and live in despair. Mm-hmm. But occasionally you just have to have a crying drag and you just gotta, you know, scream into a pillow and you're screwed if you have kids because you're trying to reassure them. Like, how's the man boy doing? How's he? I mean, he's on a different plane. <laughs> well, you're watching a lot of anime, I see. <laughs> so much is happening. I mean, he, he, um, they, he and all of his friends have grown up with the knowledge of climate change. So, you know, they've got a nuclear. Oh, they think it's like the a, end times There's like anyway. a nuke about to be dropped on them at all times. So I don't know that this feels worse for them. Right. I don't know. Um, I think he, he is, I, we're, his dad, we were just talking about his dad having an experiences with the Burbank police okay. and, uh. You know, just talking about how I haven't had a negative experience, but his dad has had several. And sure. uh, and then we had the three cops come to our house mm-hmm. for my son because of that uh, YouTube video he made. Yeah. He went like this. Like you guys can see ago. my act if you want to hear about that. But <laughs> but it's just like, you know, and we were just wondering if his last name was Kilmartin instead of his actual last name. Would, mm-hmm. would, the, would three cops have come to the house? I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, they're all, they're very paranoid about, you know, school kids doing yeah, anything. Yeah, right now. But, yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think he's, he is more aware, very aware of whiteness and white privilege and what yeah, he I'm has. Yeah, I'm becoming more aware of How he's a beneficiary of part of it in a, in mm-hmm. a way, but not in another way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, my niece was telling me that because uh, she lives in Minneapolis and mm-hmm. and uh, her husband is black and their kids are mixed. Right. And she's like, we're scared. And I have to explain to my, my daughter, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get that. I hear that. So. Yeah. Um. So, <sighs> so but again, it's uh, summertime and. um Guess what? Uh, life changed today because uh, we got a puppy. Oh my god, you got a puppy! I saw the picture. That's yeah. the cutest dog. It's the cutest puppy. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. And you're not going to name him Pepsi. What'd you, no. what'd you name? What'd you name the dog? What'd you name? Well, you know we're watching Black Clover, uh, mm-hmm. the anime, and we're, we started <laughs> over. By the way, we're watching now. We like analyze every episode because we, you know, oh, did now you I know. Finish it? Yeah. Well, we got as far as they've released, and then. COVID stopped them releasing, but they're, they're, they're like mid season, but they're coming okay. down the pike, I hear. Okay. Um, but so you uh, just started over. Yeah. 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 Cause it took me a while to figure out who was who and stuff like that. So now sure. I'm like, Oh, okay. So, and so we discussed plot points and stuff like that. And, uh, 
you know, he, nice. he's so obsessed with that that any conversation about any character can go for like two hours, right? Right. And just what ifs and what, if, you know, what if they did this instead of that kind of a thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, one of the characters is named Miss Charmy. She's a magic knight in the Black Bull Squad. Sure. And, uh, Why her, wouldn't she be? <laughs> her super I feel like we've role reversed so I know, hard. This is so strange. <laughs> So her her mana, her magic, Jackie, is... Yeah. Um, I know what mana is. This is awesome. She eats nonstop. Um, somehow, okay. Somehow that... that uh, and then when she's fighting, it's it's food related. So, sure. you know, we figured, we thought the puppy's a girl and uh, Charmy is like, it's not a an actual woman's name ever. So it's, it's right. definitely, a, it could be a dog's name. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she's a puppy. She's going to eat all the time, so... We thought right. all, it lined up enough. So the the dog's <laughs> name is Charmy. Very sweet yeah. and a super cute pup. Eight weeks uh, old. Eight weeks old. Yeah. And um, do, are they cuddling right now? Yes. That's yeah. Awesome. Already when I was holding her, she was looking back at my son, and <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, this is cool." It was like seeing you know we we went drove out to Lancaster and to get the dog and. Um, uh, it's so funny because I signed up for so many rescue organizations and they were right. all out and all that. And then after I agreed to get this puppy, uh, all, three of them called me within two days. <laughs> wanted to. Oh, my talk. God. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, right. So we get, anyway, we get the puppy and uh, my son was hold. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, because today I was playing Dungeons and Dragons and yes. uh, the one of the players, one of the guys I play with, his wife it works a lot with rescue dogs and it occurred to me that I should have asked her weeks ago. And uh, <laughs> um, he said, you know what, uh, they, but he said, we don't have any, uh, most of the, most of the places are empty because everyone's got quarantine. Yeah. Everyone's ad- has adopted uh, within right. an inch. So yeah, you had to, Tommy Ryman uh, had the greatest bit. He, they, they got a puppy and mm-hmm. he d- did this bit about how he had always had rescues. He mm-hmm. was like, I just want one new one. Why don't you rescue this dog from me eventually? I just need one new one that I can break. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it is kind of like, um, I, I do like the idea of my kid getting a dog, like them bonding early and not having to adjust to the dog's personality, but they're going to kind of meld together, you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously the dog has somewhat well, of a and, and it's his but... first dog, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that's fine. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they, when I was looking at him in the backseat holding the dog, I was like, and he, he just looked like like how you look when you someone gives you your newborn where you're like you're in love but you're freaked out yeah (laughs) what the fuck is this um so they're inseparable already that's great Um, that's awesome and it's eight the the dog is uh eight weeks old and um and you have at least three or four months to sort of acclimate you know yeah, because you mean, you have to spend can... a lot of time with a puppy. So yes, it's perfect. It's summertime yeah. and we can't leave, and uh, so yeah. hopefully we can get them potty trains and stuff like that before whatever semblance of school. It's weird, like whatever they sent out the the superintendent sent out the, yesterday. It's like I think it's going to change now because of the amount of people that were out today, you know, yeah. and how and how wild it got, like. Some other article I read about COVID too was like part of it's it, it's like if somebody some of the super spreader events were mm-hmm. like an exercise class and a choir when people were shouting versus mm-hmm. when they were talking like that yeah. made a difference. 
Sure, because and people are are screaming at at some of these events, you know, and Mm -hmm. that yeah, I talked to both my dad and I saw that my you're crack crackling rose, yeah. Anyway, um, little Neil Diamond on me, but it's better now. Okay, Um, maybe it's how excited you are. It was (laughs) (laughs) oh, maybe it was because I was moving my hands in front of my face on the Zoom. Maybe, maybe Maybe don't know. Okay, I won't do that. But, All um, I know is I'm rocking back and forth like I, like, uh, yeah, I got a little bit of, I'm, I'm a little, I've always been, but uh, I'm regressing a little bit. I'm, I'm good. I'm giving people pep talks and I'm, and I'm, and I'm taking pep talks. Uh, right. Anyone who's got a, got five minutes of a pep talk, you knock yourself out. I did do several shows this week. Um, mm-hmm. Did you do several as yeah. well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I did the long set. I worked on the long set, worked on different orders and stuff like that mm-hmm. in an effort and to... How, how um, long did you go? It's still 70 minutes. It's still 75 minutes. Um, and Carmen uh, Morales did the opening spot. Brandy Brown was going to do the opening spot, um, but she is in Minneapolis, and that was Thursday when it was going down. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I don't think I can. And I, I was like, yeah. fair enough. We can yeah. we still share the love, and it's all good. And... Um, and then I'm supposed to do another one this Thursday. You had me sign up for, I in my calendar, not on my website. Why, I told I, anybody, why is this my fault all of a sudden? It's totally you your fault. You <laughs> said you should do it every Thursday, forgetting <laughs> that this this coming Thursday I'm headlining the the Ben Glebe Steve Hofstetter Nowhere Club on this Thursday. Oh, right. And it's a and it's like a six or seven p.m. show. I don't want to do two 70-minute sets or even two yeah. one-hour sets into Zoom. It's actually no. harder yeah. than doing a, a club set. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. This is draining. Uh, it's not it, – yeah, it's way harder. For, you get so much energy from the audience. Uh, yeah. And you're just – what you're doing now is providing all of the energy. And, it, right. and it's awful. Right. So I did this – I did the, the long set, and then this guy who had asked me to do a podcast about the process – I did it right afterwards where we had a Zoom and then he pushed it to Facebook mm-hmm. and took questions and stuff. And it was uh, it was actually really interesting because he sat, he sat through the set. He came to the show. That's also what it's called. It's not sitting through the set. It's yeah. coming to the show. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, I will say... Um, he had so he had he had some idea of what I was trying to do and mm-hmm. and what it looked like and all this stuff and he was so funny because he's been doing stand up for about ten years and he said something classic that I thought was a classic he said you know I've been doing stand up for about ten years and I feel like I had kind of, and I'm paraphrasing but he said I feel like I've had this epiphany I'm like you know the things that I thought I knew at five years I'm like no that's not what it's like this is what it's like and I said. Look forward to having that epiphany four more times (laughs) in the next 40 years. Sure. Right? I mean, you know how you think you know what you're doing at two and a half years, and then you get to seven, and you're like, no, no, I didn't know. Now I know. (laughs) And then you get to 12, and then you get to 18, and then you get to 25, and whatever. Mm -hmm. It was so funny. Um, Yes. uh, Let's see. I had... I had I did a, a thing where uh, somebody I used to work with is teaching at a university, and mm-hmm. so she wanted me to talk about um, comedy writing. And we had worked on a previous show together, and I and I and I talked to the kids about um, 
the talk show host who tortured me and made me cry. And I named oh, right. names. And uh, that was very <laughs> satisfying. Because <laughs> it was a private Zoom, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Very nice. And it's like the, you know, before this, it was hard to give advice on how to become a comedy writer or how to become a comedian or how to become anything really. Yeah. Um, but I, I have no fucking idea how to be where people should start right now. You know, it's, yeah. I, I really don't know. Right. And yet, and yet it's, things aren't on hold. It just right. means it's very, very different. You know, yeah. when the couple of open mics that I, that I did initially back in March, um, cause I didn't know they were open mics and I, <laughs> it turns out a giant snob. Uh-huh. And, uh, so, um, it was, it was exactly like open mic, except for as you say, but here's the thing when you're doing three minutes or five minutes at an open mic, mm-hmm. if you're doing three or five minutes at a zoom open mic, um, or an internet open mic, you're not getting energy from the audience anyway. Right. I right. mean, it's very little. It's, it's, you're mostly just running lines anyway. So, um, fair enough. I also, I did a benefit in in a a benefit in Idaho with some comics, um, uh, for children's voices. And then I did, and that was really fun. It was lightly attended, but it was super fun. And when I say lightly attended, I think it was 30, 35 people that might kind of be the best number of people. It's not bad. I I can't believe how many people came to our first Jackie and Lori and we're like, Oh, this will be awesome. Let's do this every week. And right. <laughs> everyone is the novelty is worn off of zoom. I think and it has though. I did email the audiences are less and less. Yeah, they are less and less and, and they've already given me $10. So it's hard to get another 10 bucks from them. But right. I will say this is, uh, I talked to Stuart Lee, who's one of my favorite comics in the you world. You talked to him? Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, I have, I, well, his email, I emailed oh my gosh. him. And, yeah, and I was like, hey, would you do The Dork Forest, and would you want to do a stand-up comedy show? And he said, yeah, because uh, wow. he, too, is trapped in his house in London. Oh, my God. And so I'm going to put a put a show together. And I asked Tiff Stevenson if she wanted to be on it, too, because it's her time zone, right? Yeah. If I'm going to book a show that's going to be time zone for London, which yeah. would be noon L.A., which would be 8 o'clock in London, um, might as well get another London comic. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's cool. That's that would really be really cool. cool. Yeah, Gosh. yeah. We'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what he um, dorks out about and stuff for the the dork forest. But uh, the stand up, he said that he's getting a lot of uh, he's getting a lot of pushback from the Tories because he's super political. Yeah, right? right. Stuart Lee is. I've described him, and I think I feel like this is arbitrary and flattering to no one and yet everyone is that Stuart Lee is kind of like if Bill Hicks and Andy Kindler were one comic. (laughs) And so um, he's, he's been getting a lot of shit from Tories for political stuff. And he said, could I do my political material? And I said, mostly because yes, please do your political, please a do whatever you want to do. And a lot of his political material is so very specific to a County in the UK. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. That You're like, who, who who?" I'm like, Hey, look, I, I, I'm up on the Dominic Cummings scandal. So I'm good for that. (laughs) I I can handle a chunk on that. Give me some homework first. So I know what's going on. I will do the work. So maybe I'll put it in the notes, even though, of course, I, I will I would not record it if, either because it would yeah. be a stand up show and you'd have to see it live. And uh, that would be rude. Uh, I did not know this is that I did a benefit 
uh, last night f that was pushed to Zoom, and it was with uh, just it was one of those that they're they're not your favorite either, where it's mm -hmm. just five comics having yeah, to be right. the audience for the others, right. and everybody had to leave. Like two of the comics were like, "Oh, I can't stay." Some guy I didn't know, and then Flip Schultz had to go. And uh, the other thing so... is, sometimes you have to leave because you can't watch fucking comedy. <laughs> okay, you don't right. have to go any. You could actually be in your. That's still a legitimate excuse. Right. It's hard to watch comedy. It's always hard to watch comedies, and it's really hard on Zoom. And yep, you know, you, like Kathy Ladman that's... was only the ni the nicest. I she was nicer than me. Yeah. I was nicer than the rest of them. Uh, Adam Grotman was nicer than the people that left. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, a couple of the other uh, comics who were there, there was a lot of smiling and no laughing. You know, oh, I laughed God. a couple of times, but it was more laughing because of how the premise was. Yeah. It was more that back of the room laughing. I mean, if you're going to make me watch a stand-up comedy show mm -hmm. that I didn't... Uh, sign up for i guess mm -hmm. um i sadly you're gonna get some laughs that are back of the room laughs where i'm just like what a weird premise okay where's this yeah. gonna go you I, know? <laughs> I gotta be able to walk around to watch stand-up you know like i oh, can't yeah. just be like this and that's what you kind of if you're walking it's very distracting because everyone can see you versus in a club you can walk around in the back like a like an asshole no one knows that's here, it everyone sees you <laughs> it's so distracting so yeah, it's, I, I want to yeah. watch comedy like an asshole and feel supportive. That's <laughs> yes. what I want to do. And you kind of go in the room, then you walk out, then you go back in, right? You and sit you in the back. set, even though I just heard two jokes. But <laughs> right. uh, that was good enough for me. Right. Uh, and the thing is, I won't say good set if I didn't like those two jokes. So how about that? <laughs> True. And True. Um, I'm sitting in the back of the room playing Marvel Puzzle Quest or uh, tweeting or reading some damn thing. Mm -hmm. And um, the back of the room is the place where I belong. You know, and thank you. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So, hey, oh I think God. we should. Do you know how where we're at time wise? Uh, we started at forty six, so, so we're uh, n uh not at a half hour yet. Okay, I'm gonna do the first max fun. Okay. Hi, I'm James, host of Minority Corner, which is a podcast that's all about intersectionality. It's hosted by James with a guest host every week. Discussing all sorts of wonderful issues, nerdy and political. Pop culture. Black queer. Feminism. Race. Sexuality. News. You're going to learn your history, their self-empowerment, and it's told by what feels like your best friend. Why should someone listen to Minority Corner? Why not? Oh my God, free stuff. There's not free stuff. The listeners of Minority Corner will enjoy some necessary LOLs, but but mainly a look at what's happening in our world through a colorful lens. People will get the perspective of marginalized communities. I feel heard. I feel seen. Like you said, you need to understand how to be more proactive in your community. And this is a great way to get started. Join us every Friday on Max Fun or wherever you get your podcast. Minority, Minority Corner. Corner. Because, because together, together we're, we're the majority. majority. And we're back. Okay. Uh, I have a, I got the ring. And uh, I still look as hideous as I do with those other two lights. There's no fixing this. Um, uh, uh, well, oh, uh, and I, watched, I didn't turn the ring on. Allow me to move. And I watched last week's 
show and um what the fuck's happening to my face i didn't realize there was that kind of damage i was like excuse me i this is awful i like i want to go back to a pure podcast because i don't think i can handle what's going on right devastating to me you're right we put it up on patreon and then we put it up on youtube yeah and then everyone gets to stare at us and then Jed uh, clips them and captions them and puts them on Instagram, which are actually amazing, quite honestly. They're cool. They're so yeah, cool. They're yeah. really cool. He's doing an amazing job. Yeah. And um, So I have a puppy, and then mm-hmm. I just walked into the kitchen. This <laughs> this made me a few minutes late. I turned on the light, and a bug this big, a water bug, uh, scurried into the dishwasher, and I screamed, and I got my son, and then he opened the dishwasher with his toe, mm-hmm. and it was gone. So, and I, here's the thing about three weeks ago, I was up at like three in the morning and I went into the kitchen, I turned the light on and I swear I saw a thing just scurry, scurry away. And I was like, Oh my fucking God. And then I was looking for it and I couldn't find it. And I'm like, I, I must be going insane, but I wasn't, it was that water bug. How, I don't know where it's escaping to because it's, it's this big and there's not a hole in in the area that he was for it to go into that's that big i I don't understand it it's a mystery i don't know it's a short story waiting to be written uh i don't know what to tell you (laughs) because um but i will say that when you get super animated and up close to the camera Mm-hmm. You you freeze up a little bit. Okay. So uh, just so you know, I'm so sorry you have a water bug. That uh, it's... Uh, um, I mean, thank God it's not a cockroach. Yeah. Right? Because they yeah. move differently. And there's always more than one cockroach. I have to say, our garden Water bugs is... are solo creatures, right? Kind of. <laughs> I don't They're... know if they travel in herds. Yeah. I don't know if they have a coven. I'm uncertain about uh, the socialization of water bugs. Uh, I do know that <laughs> I have um, I have three tomatoes on my tomato plant. One tomato plant because mm. I planted a month late. So like our friend David and Anna, who are the dog people, uh, they have tomatoes. We currently have three tiny tomatoes and then a bunch of tiny crookneck uh, yellow squash. And uh, things are coming in and they're coming in hot. It looks great. Uh, <laughs> it's so cool. They're coming in hot. And everything looks so good. Okay. It's cool that you're growing squash, but mm-hmm. nobody eats it and nobody <laughs> likes it. So I don't know why you're doing it. Andy actually enjoys crookneck squash a great deal, and he likes spaghetti squash a lot. We're growing one spaghetti squash, two crookneck squashes. You're right, though. There will be too many. Um, <laughs> you should come over and socially distantly uh, look at my backyard. I would love to. Yeah. I would, and I'll bring your movies over because I found them. I have been, oh. Uh, oh I've been delaying that because... But I, I did when did I you, was looking for stuff for your dad. I found them. So did, oh, and did there. you try to watch? Did he want to watch either of we them? We have no? You know, we should before we uh, we. I, have, I, I think I have more weight as an anime fan now than sure. I did before. I think before I was like, you should watch this. And now I can be like, let's watch it. Yeah. And not, and you'll like Nausicaa uh, okay. quite a bit, I think. Um, even though I, it's essentially the short story about your water bug. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. Nausicaa. Uh, <laughs> uh, he'll like it because it's okay. about bugs. And I hate bugs. But that's yeah. actually my favorite Miyazaki. So, okay. though I do love Ponyo. Uh, okay. And now, Ponyo... You, now you've lost me, but... Anyway, um... but that's a different movie. I don't think I gave you Ponyo. I gave you Nausicaa and, so, and the pig one. I think I gave you the World War One one. Anyway. I think so. Uh, I will say this is that um, 
Oh, the movies. My dad got them. He called me. Oh, good. He's very excited. Oh, good. Uh, he was, I was like, he's like, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch this thing, Laundromat. That looks funny. Oh, yeah. And, and I was like, is it about two con men in Panama City? And he's like, yeah. I said, yeah, it has your name all over it. Get in there. <laughs> Get it, it on. It said inspired by the life of Ellie Cation on the cover. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I oh my god, my brother Russ called. Okay, so I'm talking to my dad, mm-hmm. and he brings up. Um, he's telling me some story about because uh, he needed a new air. Con- is a great story. Uh, he needed a new air conditioner in mm-hmm. Milwaukee in his apartment, and mm-hmm. I was like, Dad, uh, I buy you a new air conditioner. That's fine. But they're 60 pounds. You're 84 years old. You're not going to be able to lift this thing. My brother Russ was like, he can lift 60 pounds. Come on. He's a he's a gym rat. And I'm like, he's an 84-year-old gym rat. I don't know that he can lift 60 pounds. And so he got it today. And he called me up to say that he got it. And he said, I couldn't lift it. And I said, what'd you do? He said, I know a couple of guys in their 70s. Anyway, <laughs> so he, uh, he got... But the... Um, but... So... Uh, anyway, he's talking about this air conditioning, and he said that uh, he, he wanted to tell me about how air conditioning was actually made possible by a guy named Clarence Birdseye, who owned frozen a frozen food company. I was like, there's sure. nobody named Clarence Birdseye, Dad. And he goes, <laughs> yeah, there is. His name was Birdseye. And I said, no, for the purpose of this story, there's a guy named Birdseye. And then I said, I have the internet right in front of me, and I Google it. There's a guy named Clarence Birdseye. Anyway, just so you Jackie. know. Yeah. Right. Didn't believe him think Elliot's making it up that's my my plan but get this so I'm talking to my brother Russ and he said a lot of people think Clarence Birdseye was an amazing businessman bought by Marjorie Post who was the Post serial heiress and who who turned into General Foods and I spent two days looking for a decent for a second I thought oh go ahead no, I was just going to say that uh, Marjorie Post. Um, yes. So, so Marjorie Post inherits seventy million dollars from her dad, who kills himself, and a bunch of shares. Except for she doesn't have controlling shares. She, there's I, but I found the right book because every book that I saw, and every documentary that I saw that was available talked about did not talk about her being the great business person that she was. My brother Russ was like, she was the greatest business mind of the 20th century. Wow. And, yeah, and my brother Russ is essentially the Alex P. Keaton of the Cajun clan. Yeah. And, um, but uh, he, uh, um, but he was like, yeah, you gotta, fi- you gotta see this documentary. The only documentaries I could find were ones about how she had four husbands, she was married to E.F. Hutton, uh, so wow. who got mad at her because she told him to buy bird's eye and he didn't want to, and he could have got it for $6 million. He bought it seven years later for general foods for $22 million. Oh. And it was a point of contention, I guess, in their divorce, <laughs> in their marriage. Oh, uh, yeah, no, in their divorce, oh, I uh, see. four divorces. She owned uh, a shitload of stuff and they, every documentary just wanted to talk about, you know, her yacht and her stuff and Fabergé mm-hmm. eggs and all this bullshit. And I'm like, no, I want to hear about the business, how she was a horrible, uh, you know, how, how she was uh, like a, an amazing capitalist. That's what I want. I want to. So you went down a Marjorie Post rabbit hole sometime this week and watched multiple documentaries about yeah. the and General finally, Mills heiress. And finally found 
She died in 1973. She was born in 1887. Yeah, Jackie, we all know that. We all know that. Got the book today. Started the foreword today. That's all I've got. But I'll tell you <laughs> something. The book I finally got was written three years ago by, uh, by a woman named Estella Chung. And, mm-hmm. um, and so finally, it's going to be, a, and, and I saw it, it's got a lot of pictures of all of her crap. But it's going to have a deep dive into her, um, her philanthropy humanitarianism Mm -hmm. and her um economic prowess and i'm looking forward to reading it that's cool that reminds me Mm -hmm. um i read about a book it was on the new york times bestseller list list by a woman named alexis co she's a a historian and she wrote a book about george washington and she she's like the problem with a lot of biographies of george washington is it's written by men who are like almost in love with this guy you know like they talk about his thighs and um (laughs) And how tall and they, he is. Yeah, and they don't, yeah. they kind of, they kind of skip over this, you know, she's like, Horrible. he was a slave master. Like, you mm. know, because we always like, well, Martha had slaves and he married her. No, he was a slave master. Mm-hmm. Our first president, George Washington. Yeah. And she has like a more clear eyed view because she's not just like, uh, doesn't idolize him. Anyway, yeah. I, I made a note to myself to get it. And you just reminded me and I wrote that note again hopefully right. i'll and the obey thing is, myself is, i mean you could go i mean some people write these his, these histories these biographies and they've got a crush on somebody yeah th- that's through time. why they're interested in them yeah you know i mean i'm not saying that plenty plenty the elder wasn't a good looking dude but uh <laughs> i i think he was also a bit of a tool bag <laughs> so what i mean everyone gets to be a whole person Wait, and i want to know right Did, who wrote a book about him plenty the elder uh, yeah. plen- a, a lot of them. I read them in college. Uh, for you a very your biographies. Sh- well, yeah, I uh, well every tw- twelve to seventeen years, I like to read. <laughs> You're a like little... a Chicago. You like to yeah. read a biography every seventeen years. Yeah, I like to read a little nonfiction every <laughs> four to seventeen years. It isn't great, but uh, but I will say that I do kind of like it when they do have that kind of crush on them. But it's like when you look at an ex, when somebody knows that their ex was uh-huh. also kind of a dirtbag. They're like, they were really good at this, but they were also, they were flawed in this way. I want to know about the whole person if I'm going to That's so fun. Did take you, a deep okay, dive. So that reminds me. So my, the other dramatic part of my week is my yeah. mom went back into the hospital. Oh, that's right. She's in terrible decline. And, is she there um, now? Yeah, she's there now. Ugh. And uh, I still don't know everything that's wrong. Um, they're like, there's a team of doctors. And so, uh, but they're going to, as of now, they're going to release her to a skilled nursing facility on Monday, the day this really? comes out, um, for like wow. maybe a week or so. So what okay, I, so she's trans, she'll transition back yeah. to the house. But when I dropped her off, I'm like, this might be it. Like I might not have a mom anymore because she was in such bad shape. And of course she can't visit. Um, and, and there's still like, yeah, a, maybe she is has cancer, but they haven't, it's, it's all up in the air. So a couple days ago, it's, I thought, oh, she has, if she has cancer and she's, you know, she's as bad as she was when I dropped her off, she can't have more than a couple days to live. So I'm not going to put her in skilled nursing. We're going to bring her back here and yeah. we'll just do hospice here. Um, and my son, while she was out, I flipped their rooms. Yeah. So he has her room and she has his. And that was a lot of work. Oh, my God. <laughs> Moving everything was a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but uh, so now she seems like 
she's, she's very out of it. She's very slurry and, you know, falls asleep a lot and stuff. Um, but she might be coming back in like a week and a half or so in a different room. But here, oh, so here's the thing. So when I thought she didn't have long to live, I called her very best friend. Her very best friend is 84 and right. mind is completely sharp and has known my mom her entire marriage and before I was born, like she's, she's like the encyclopedia of my mom and my dad. Yeah. And, and she was just talking about my dad and, and, you know, I mean, he, he has gone from dad to angel and, you know, like I just totally (laughs) worship him and he is no faults. And, um, and she was (laughs) my Mrs. Kelly remembers some of his faults and, uh, you know, and she, she goes, your mom, she goes, she used to be a lot of fun. And then my dad made some money moves, uh, b- without telling my mom, yeah. um, and put them in a really bad position. And then I guess my mom just sort of folded in at that okay. point, Okay. maybe feeling powerless, maybe like, I, I, I don't know. Right. And I can't even ask her now because she's also idolized my dad, but, yeah. uh, but I, I've always wondered like, why am I so resistant to getting married. Why am I always like, I don't want anyone taking anything from me. <laughs> and then, then when Mrs. Kelly was talking, I'm like, I started remembering a bunch of fights and I was like, Oh, maybe yep. I remembered that, that what my, yeah. what my little brain was like, Oh, husbands, uh, Are... take out loans on the house without telling the wife and then lose yep. that money. Yep. That's what husbands do. So got, as long as you... I don't get one, uh, I won't be in financial trouble. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But oh, that was. Oh, I think you just worked it out. You know. <laughs> yeah, those are some trust issues, my friend. Uh... And uh, there's, there's, and, and they, they come from a very real place. And to shine a light on them is painful. But then you just, you know, you keep your own bank account. Yeah. I mean, uh, whatever. It's, it's, it, I mean, you know. No one's perfect. No one is perfect. And and how how annoying would it be if they were? Hey, let's he was do a another great dog owner. He didn't cheat, you know, but he did uh spend Oh, let's come back to that. Pardon me while I we take another break here at forty two twenty. Nearly two decades ago, Commander Data sacrificed his life. The greatest discovery is also about Star Trek Picard. Jesse Thorne won't let us stay on the network unless we do all the Star Trek series, and so here we are, doing a show about maybe our favorite Star Trek character of all time. If you're excited to watch the new Star Trek Picard series and you'd like some veteran Star Trek podcasters to watch it along with, we're your guys. Sorry you're stuck with us. The hell are you doing out here, Picard? Saving the galaxy. So subscribe to The Greatest Discovery. You can find it anywhere you find podcasts. Or at MaximumFun.org. He didn't cheat. Does, is, <laughs> have you thought about putting that on his gravestone? That's, an, that's not a bad one. Oh, no. You know? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. That's not... Uh, how about he never beat her? Uh, literally, that's not, that's, that's not a life. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying of all the crimes a husband can commit... It's, right. it's a different type of uh, against a wife, right? Or in a marriage or, or say a spouse in a marriage um, with but money. Here's, but, that's but, one kind of crime. It's different from 
to me, which is cheating, which is a different kind of crime, right? Oh, okay. I see. I don't You're comparing it I'm to the saying. money crime, to the to yes, the other kinds yes, yes. of crime. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, but it's uh, it reminds me, <laughs> someone I, uh, someone I know, uh, was like, you know, I never cheated on her, and I never hit her, and I was like, ew. That's that doesn't make that actually means you're a terrible husband in every other way. Can what you, the fuck? I, do I know this person? Uh, no, but I could put oh. him in the. Uh, I, if I don't know him, I don't. I don't want gossip about somebody I don't know. What a bore! Yeah, you do. No, yeah, you do. Oh, I see. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sure, you do. <laughs> All right, and I accepted it. That's fine. Let's. You know what it is. We're already at forty-two minutes. We got to do the comic of the week. Yay! Okay, so I just worked with her on one of my Zoom shows this week. Um, Yasmin uh, El Hadi. And how do you spell El Hadi again? Uh, e L H A D Y. And she is uh, appears to just be on Instagram uh, as Yas Guru Y A S G U R U. Right. Yas Guru. So and uh, we were funny. watching her do a corporate. That was the video that was available that we, uh, I was able to watch. And yeah. uh, she was really funny. Great yeah. stage presence and super just like obviously and obviously grinding it out, working and, and bringing it. So I, mm-hmm. I, I like uh, I'm, I'll look forward to seeing her in the future. Yeah. Very funny. Yay. Yasmin. Um, El Hadi. Yeah. I like it. It so, was very funny. I don't know. I don't know what else I have. My- well. Uh, we've done two Max Fun breaks. That's great. We could talk about Max Fun and how they've they've uh, post they keep postponing sort of the Max Fun drive, and I think that it's incredibly admirable of them because they don't want to ask people for money. Yeah, which is very sweet. But you know what? Uh, everyone's got a business to run, and uh, they're providing great content for people. It's true. And, you know, they have a right to say, "Hey, could we have a little bit of money?" Right. Right. And especially if people are still working. Yeah. I had, uh, yeah. of course. Yes. I had some, uh, yeah, there's the, the money there's, yeah. I, I'm how, how are about, you doing? Uh, it's uh, anxiety. It, yeah. Anxiety. We, you know, we had a little bit of a savings and, uh, yeah. well now we have a lot less of a savings and, Ugh. uh, yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm doing shows. I'm doing the nowhere show. If I, if I sell, Enough tickets, uh, you know, I, it's a 50-50 door split, and yeah. uh, and I'll make, I'm making some money on stand-up right, on the Zoom right. shows and stuff, so, and I've got the sound exchange money, a little bit of that coming in, and, uh, but I did have a little bit of a panic, you know, you wake up. Yeah. A little, little twitchy, but, uh, you know, uh, I just got to trust, it'll be okay, and, uh, you know, what am I, what am I, I'm going to go on the road? I'm not going on the road, you know? I'm not going to, what, I'm going to fly to Dayton? I'm not doing it. And uh, not until scientists tell me. And certainly not with uh, everybody shouting at each other. You were telling me that the droplets fly, man. That's so, what I've read. I, yep. I mean, in terms of, like, exposure, it's, mm-hmm. we're, we're in a, you know, we're better off if we were professional lifeguards. Because... <laughs> You're outdoors. Right. You know, you're, you're, you're not next to each other. You're, you're not near mean, people. Yeah. You might mean um, one person a day needs to be, you know, you got your arm around right. them and you're, and you're swimming. Right. How, how's the, how's the workout? How's that coming along? That's fine. You know, it's, uh, I, it's, uh, it's part of the, the good enough life that I've acclimated to. Right. Right. <laughs> it's, fine. it's, uh, yeah, we're in the, we're, we're in the blitz, man. We're in the London I mean, blitz. It's, it's the easiest blitz in a way, you know, yeah. for, for me, uh, it's an easy blitz, but it's I'm, still quite depressing. And 
Yeah, I'm grateful for how easy this blitz is, quite honestly. Right. And it's it's as some days are harder than others, but right. uh but for the most part I'm just I'm I'm very grateful that I that I'm with Andy and I'm not and I'm not you yeah. know, and that we we get along. You know, that there's that uh that we like each other and love each other and that there's no there's no drama to it. And Yeah. Yeah. You could you know, you guys could could here's what my dad uh, he's a terrible person to bring up for this right now but <laughs> but but let's have a good one yeah but you no know, what he ended up doing because he he was he used to refinance the house constantly constantly wow. and I, I remember when i when my water broke my mom was staying with us in new york and on the way to the hospital we had to stop by uh fedex so she could fedex a mortgage contract back to my dad because it was due the next day Okay. So <laughs> your water had broke and you're just yeah. like, oh, look, there's a FedEx store. Yeah, we stopped. There was one on 125th Street and we stopped oh. and my and Chris or my son's father ran in there and uh, and dropped it off. And then mm-hmm. we went to the hospital and I had a baby. But um, so, <laughs> and then I had a baby. Yeah. Then at the end of my dad's life, um, he he had got it down to it. It was just an interest only loan. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's possible if you ever get into that you could do interest only grab some money from the house the equity and then when oh, things right, are right. better refinance again so that you're paying your interest you yeah know? and we're you know it's it it'll be i just had i just had a small panic right. attack i'm right. lucky that i genuinely am very lucky that i'm even i have a very even temperament and yes, um mm-hmm. and it's not you know the 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 weird thing is is that you know i've had you know, I'd, uh, I've, I've got actually scheduled pep talks that uh, I had one today with a friend. Yeah. Um, you know, I got a lot of friends and family in, in, in Minneapolis and so, yeah. and in Philadelphia and in Nashville and in Florida. And so in the next coming days, I have three more pep talks scheduled Wow. where the good thing about me giving someone else a pep talk is that I'm actually giving myself a pep talk right? right because right. I have to find because I have to find the good in it, right? I have to, yeah. I have to, I have to, you know, someone was, I was, who was I talking to today? I was like, yeah, we're living in uncertain times. Guess what? Times have never been certain. I know. And they're a mess right now. It's a dumpster fire. Uh, we're not, nobody's saying it isn't. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying that in the rest of our lives, we're supposed to be living one day at a time anyway, right? We're supposed to be not panicking and having some sort of faith you know even if it isn't god it's faith that that the earth is going to keep turning mm-hmm. and you're going to have to wake up and and feed your kid or you're going to have to you know do something you know you make your goddamn bed change your sheets i know i i get into spiral and then last week we weren't working and uh i mean how no, was last- that this week we were, but the week prior to the holiday, we weren't working. And yeah. that was really hard for me. I mean, work is, work is hard. It's really hard to write comedy like this. Right. Um, so but, but not having that structure, was that harder somehow? Or? Yes. In a different, <laughs> in a different way. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite incapable of doing most things. Um, <laughs> but to, I think the hard thing about quarantine for me and maybe a lot of people is you, you have to generate your own, um, uh, to-do list and your own schedule all the time yeah and it's just a burden to <laughs> to always be like in charge of yourself you know yes versus but... waking up uh, 
like sleepwalking. I'm taking this thing to school. I'm going to work. I'm going to a show. At least it's all mapped out. And I try to find my little parts of myself during the in-between times. And now I wake up, it's all me. And what am I supposed to do? Mm -hmm. Eh. And here's, I mean, the good news is that you're doing it, right? I mean, you are, you're, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Is everyone still alive? Even your mother is still alive. Yeah, right? even water yeah. bugs are still alive. Even I mean, water more bugs things are living than were before. <laughs> right, <laughs> things are seeing the world, and uh, the water bugs. I'm yeah, I'm fearing that the bugs are going to come into the garden because. Uh, but I, um, Andy got this neem oil oil that you're supposed to spray on it, and everything looks freaking amazing. Like oh. we got flowers on the on the cucumbers. I, I'm gonna have like I think eight cucumbers, oh and the God. tomatoes are coming in, and the uh, we got the squash, we got the eggplant coming in, the potatoes. Here's the thing: you you plant a potato. Like if you sprout a potato, which I don't know how to do, but my mother-in-law gave me one. You bury that potato with the stem sticking out. And you put dirt on top of it. If the as the stem grows, you put more dirt on it, and then the stem goes bananas. And then you keep putting dirt on it, and then you put a box around it, and then you're like, I'm out of space. There's nowhere <laughs> more to put dirt. So uh, then what happens is the the green part stops growing, and flowers come out, and that means that they're they're making potatoes under the earth, supposedly according to the YouTube the channel. Okay. And then when the leaves die, that's when you start digging up potatoes. Here's the thing. I don't like potatoes. Uh, I also am making yogurt. They're the squash of Jackie's life. <laughs> They're okay. Uh, and then I love a baked potato. Oh, I will be dropping potatoes off on your porch, my friend. Are um, they russet? Are they like that? Yeah, that yeah. Idaho? I, 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 yeah, I got an I Idaho a potato. Potato with a tough skin. Oh, I don't know that it'll be tough enough, but, uh, but no, the... I mean, when you, when you cook them in the, in the oven. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they and get, you don't, and you don't put them in, in, um, aluminum foil. You just put them in naked with like, what, they get crispy. Yeah. Is that what you're looking yeah. for? All yeah, right. Just stab it very quickly. So it gets a little <laughs> bit of oxygen. I don't How know. How about what, a sweet potato? Cause I, I, we all, she no. also sprouted a sweet potato. I'll Not... fucking throw a sweet potato right back in your face <laughs> if you try to bring it to my house. I actually like them better. So it'll be fine. <laughs> and then I've got, uh. I got Swiss chard that's going to seed. Whatever, it's fine. It's uh, it's all gonna, it's all gonna work out. We got the strawberries are coming in. That's good. The figs are coming in. Do you like figs? No. Yeah, I never liked figs. Andy likes them. We have a volunteer fig tree that gives us a thousand fucking figs. And I'm uh, like, all right. I like cherries. We don't uh, have a cherry have tree. A cherry tree. <laughs> we have our neighbor has peaches, but they're no, uh, they're, they're fuzzy on the outside. You know, this is this is a red delicious d- discussion that needs. <laughs> where are we at time wise? I just want to know. Oh, oh we have we're... like ten more minutes or nine more minutes. Yeah, I we think. have at least seven. That's what's happening already. Okay. That's uh. What are you What are you doing show wise this week? Let's see. I have my my calendars on my closet now. It's... Oh, is it? Yeah. Nice. Um, hold on. Let me just. I want to put my vision door. board. Uh, Ron Ron Funches told me that it's got to be in my in my sight every day, and I should meditate to it in the morning and at night. Oh, yeah, hmm. and you could you could do one in your room because nobody comes in your room, right? Well, at the moment, there's nobody coming in my room. I mean, right. um, you know, my mom barged into a in, into a, a couple work meetings and a comedy show. You know, <laughs> just blowing through the "do not disturb" sign. Um, <laughs> 
Hmm. But you could, but the reason, uh, I don't know, I mean, it's not like Andy's going to ever make fun of my vision board, but I feel very sensitive about it, which yeah. I'm told uh, means that I did it right. And that's, oh, fine. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause, uh, cause it's got things on it that I, that when I look at them, I get a little choked up, but granted, I am an emotional hothouse flower this day. This is a day that a jackass... But you're not usually. No, so no. This so this is, a... is a this is a very, I'm right on the right on the the cusp here. What are you doing for shows? So I'm doing. What do we got? Hey, uh, we're doing a show. Oh, that's right. We the 15th. are doing on June fifteenth. We don't we're know doing who doing a with. Zoom show for flappers, so they're producing it, mm-hmm. and we're gonna have four comics of the week. I think mm-hmm. I have one confirmed. It'll be her first Zoom stand-up show. She's so funny. I can't believe she's been off stage for this long. Oh, good. Uh, I'll. We'll it's... announce it next week. I th- yeah, I, think, I mean, I she we'll hasn't uh, confirmed yet, but um, uh, we her... can announce the lineup when we when next yeah. week. That yeah. would be great if she would do it, right? That would be great. Oh, I see her name. Yeah, yes. that's great. I'm doing a benefit on Wednesday for a Paper Heroes board game. Uh, oh, how they doing? Well, they need a benefit. So I'm doing one for <sighs> with uh, Brian uh, Jakobovitz. And nice. uh, you remember him? He booked, he booked that yeah. show. And so that'll be fun. And then I'm doing my headline. Go to NowhereComedyClub.com. Or Please. some version of that. Yeah. Feel free to buy a ticket. And, uh, oh, by the way, the Nowhere, uh, Ben and um, Steve, Steve emailed me. They had some some Milwaukee, Wisconsin, maybe the Journal Sentinel or somebody, yeah. wanted to give them some pub. But they wanted, they said, so we're going to push your show because you're from there. Will you answer all these very intense questions about the government? I'm not even kidding. <laughs> what? Yeah. I was like... What? It's like, it was mostly, how do you think Wisconsin's handling the COVID situation versus California? Wow. How do you think stand-up comedy, and then it kind of intermingles with stand and I was like, I am going to make it about stand-up comedy anyway, because that's (laughs) what we're going to do. But that's, so that's Thursday, June 4th. Uh, Come to that show. Wednesday, uh, you see, and Wednesday's going to have a lot of uh, different comics. So come to the Wednesday show. The th- I got a Thursday show, and then that's it this week. Um, let's see. I have to take this off. Maybe wall. I'll, maybe I'll move my 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 own show t- from a Thursday day to like the Saturday day or something. Right now, I have one uh, at on Tuesday, uh, six p.m. Eastern. Oh, wait, no, sorry, just Tuesday. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the time. Uh, I will post about it on Twitter. Yeah. And then I have another private party on the 4th. And then I'm kind of open for a little bit. Oh, that's uh, interesting. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll just book some little weirdo show or something. Um, or maybe I'll do what you do and just try to throw my own. Yeah, we keep talking about that. And maybe we should just, uh, yeah, we should just do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and if I can figure out when Stuart Lee wants to do a, a set, that'll be super fun. I, if I can watch it, I will. I yeah. Would love to. That would yeah, be yeah. fun. So I don't know. And then uh no, nothing got canceled this week. Like my next my next booking is Dr. Grin's in August in Michigan. I can't imagine. Well it, Maybe. I, yeah. Maybe. I mean I be... have I have something in uh over Labor Day, I think. And I, I, I have a gig in Toronto, I think, in in August. I mean, are Americans going to be allowed in Canada? Why, uh, if you're a Canadian, why would you let an American <laughs> from us in our crazy disease? Why would you from a hot spot into mm-hmm. your country? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't wow. know. I don't know. But uh, I'm in my PJs, and we're going to probably watch something very light, and then we're going to go to bed. You would think I would watch something with a lot of pew, 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 to drown out the sounds of my pew, 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 pew from the outside of my house. But I think I'm just, I, it's going to be Mary Berry, the master class. It's the Brit- Great British Bake Off master class. I'm watching it on Netflix. And um, though I do like that StoryBots thing that, that, uh, the I, I watched a couple of those. The, uh, they're they're for little kids. They mm. um they explain like how the eyeball works. The Mar- Marie got uh, the Emmy nod for her uh yes yeah, for special. her de- yeah well no no not for her special for her depiction oh. of a mad scientist on something oh. called the Storybots. It's a Netflix oh, show. Neat. Oh 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 wow for little kids. It's a it's a half hour special and her her episode where she plays a, a mad scientist who explains how, how eyeballs uh, see, and uh, and then I watched another episode and uh, they're super fun. They're just twenty two minutes and oh that's cool. Yeah, um, they're I finished watch finished watching Better Things, which is great. Uh, Pamela cool. Adlon. Um, Did you see Space Force? is coming out i have not watched space force yet aparna's in it oh okay cool well, that's neat that's very neat um uh oh, fuck and then we're you know i'm heavy in my deep deep on my black clover i pitched, oh, right. I, I had like a development meeting this week on um and uh i sort of ripped something off the top of my head and then we're then the people i was talking to were we were kind of figuring out well that might actually be something mm-hmm. um so yeah maybe well i definitely have to put that together somehow yeah. but yeah that's cool that's uh yeah i wanna yeah. i wanna get more writing done this week if i'm if i'm not gonna be if i don't have any sets besides wednesday and thursday um yeah. and i my pep talks end on monday so <laughs> uh so i think um yeah so tuesday friday saturday sunday maybe i can knock out the great american novel or something who knows i actually have a i'm reading a very funny comic book and uh by matt fraction the jimmy olsen it's about jimmy olsen uh superman's uh pal mm-hmm. and it's ridiculous and it's kind of done and it's it's this super meta thing like there's a lot of inside comic book jokes inside this book so i don't get them all i don't get them all Oh, you uh, don't? No. But no, you I'm, get everything. Yeah. I've only been reading comic books since 2003. Oh. Uh, pr- previously, it was uh, uh, the Spider-Man team-ups in the in the 70s. Anyway, mm. so <laughs> uh, I don't really... So I for, I didn't know this. Is So Matt Fraction has written this 12-issue thing about uh, Jimmy Olsen, uh, Superman's pal. Mm-hmm. And they're eight-page comic books. Uh, they're eight-page stories. It's all part of a greater arc, but... They're done in eight-page stories. Maybe I could do that because I did write one eight-page story. Remember that one I wrote mm-hmm. that was published? And um, maybe if I start out with that and just do the eight-page stories that I want to do about Mr. Immortal, um, which is one of the Great Lakes Avengers. Anyway, um, rabbit hole. But, uh, <laughs> so, is it um, is a big a, a rabbit hole as I'm going to go down finding out if Waterbugs... Uh, live alone or have roommates because i'm about to dive into that water uh you are the roommate of the watery rabbit yeah we (laughs) man andy has named more and more of the the feral cats we have spike who has a black who's a black cat with a white 
stripe right down here, a spike. Yeah. He's got a uh, princess pumpkin, which is a, a, a the the cat is just far too good looking to be feral. Uh, yeah. Like it looks literally not like a feral cat and incredibly well groomed. But he's got them two hanging out all the time, and then he's got some cat that is black but has white tiny paws, so he calls him Fingers McCatty Catty. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever, man, <laughs> stop feeding them. <laughs> Bye. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.